Welcome to the special episode of CareCast, recorded live at CareNet's 2019 National Conference in St. Louis, Missouri. In this episode, you'll hear Roland Warren, CareNet's president and CEO, interview one of the conference's keynote speakers, Bob Goff. Bob is the best-selling author of Love Does. He travels the world reflecting Christ through acts of radical love. He spoke to our conference attendees about how this approach can transform the lives of the women and men we serve. Let's listen in on Roland and Bob's fascinating conversation. Okay, Bob, so you are here in St. Louis at CareNet's conference, and we're just delighted to have you with us today. Yes, so thanks a million. About the, what you're going to talk about today with our there's a uh, there's a great directors. there's a great scripture it's galatians 5 6 and it says this the only thing that matters is your faith expressed in love okay. and i can't think of anything more fitting to people that are like loving on other people just they're expressing their faith in love but we don't need to always inform people uh, I think a lot of times it's not, not just the information you get, but how you receive. Like I walked in, I met some new friends here. I felt totally welcome, mm-hmm. right? There's a, nobody had a sign that says you're welcome. You can just tell when you're welcome. And I think that's what we want for people uh, that uh, are expressing their faith and love. They have people that gives off this aroma of being welcomed. Hmm. So thanks for welcoming me. Well, good. I'm glad that we, we did. Make you feel welcome because that's what our objective is, and, and you're and you're so right. I mean, I think uh, this whole concept around love and radical love, which I know you, you talk about a bit, is so critically important uh, to the work that that we do. Um, and, and in fact, uh, when I spoke earlier this week, I really talked about the, the distinction between love and tolerance, and, and what Christ, our our call, and the Christ call uh, that He gave us to to love folks, not to tolerate them, and 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 uh, what that really means. So yeah, well said. Well said. I think the idea, sometimes we get the impression that if we just invite people, invite them to church, invite them to the things that we're doing, that that somehow has done it. But I think when they arrive, welcoming them to just Mm. let them know that kind of hospitality to just say, you are welcome here. I've been going to Uganda for, I bet, I don't know, 20 years or so. And, uh, and when I stepped off the plane the first time, this Uganda says, you're welcome. And I'm like, what? I thought that I forgot to say thank you. And he was like correcting me. And uh, then I met another Ugandan and they said, you're welcome. I'm like, thank you. I'm like, what? I don't get it. And then at the third time I slowed it down and they were saying, you are welcome here. And so everywhere we go, if we're expressing our faith and love, you'll know it's talked about in scripture as the aroma of Christ, but it really just means I felt really welcomed. That's good. Well, and that's a key concept for us. I mean, you know, we work with people who are Facing pregnancy decisions, very, very difficult situations. I mean, and, and often, you know, there's some trauma that they've experienced either in their family background or even in the relationship that they're, they're in. And this whole notion of, of welcoming them is critically important to the work that we do. So let, let's just talk a little bit about um, like, like how your concepts can really apply to, you know, the work that, that we do. The, 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 the abortion issue is a very... Um, uh, complex issue in the sense that uh, people have different perspectives about it and also it's a very uh, heated issue from a political standpoint and things of that nature and there are sides on this issue so from your standpoint when you think about the concept of love I mean how do you see that applying to directly to the work that we do on a daily basis yeah you know uh, Paul had a friend Timothy and uh, he was talking about Timothy behind his back and he said This guy, Timothy, takes a genuine interest in the people around him. 
And uh, I think if we're, whatever the topic, uh, if we're the ones that welcome people, not just invite them, if we take a genuine interest in people, we don't have an agenda other than taking a genuine interest in them. People know it because everybody's got an angle. And I just want to be the guy that doesn't have an angle. Oh, I wrote a book and I just said, I'm just going to give away the money because I don't want anybody to think I've got an angle because mm -hmm. I got a day job. Um, so the whole idea, if we could just have nothing on the other side of the equal sign, just Jesus, that'd mm -hmm. be awesome. And you'll know Jesus is on the other side of the equal sign when you welcome people, when you take a genuine interest in them, and then just love them the way that you'd like to be loved. One of the things it's going to take, uh, no matter what it is that we're up against, is patience. It's just mm -hmm. going to take a lot of patience. Patience with ourselves, patience with the people around us, patience with people that disagree with us. Mm. Um, and I think that that is what I'm constantly working on in my life. Just to be patient with people. Be patient with people. Yeah, I mean, particularly in, in the area that we're in, I mean, there is absolutely um, issues of disagreement. And I know when I've seen some of the conflict played out, I mean, we've had situations where people are, um, you know, kind of picketing pregnancy centers or um, defacing pregnancy centers or, you know, or just are attacking people and just kind of seeing that interaction in our culture. I mean, I think it's a real challenge for us to love in that in that situation. You know, so um, I know one of the other things that uh, you talk about is this notion about having big dreams. And I, I think that uh, that's a critically important thing. And what advice would you give uh, to our folks in terms of helping people have dreams for their lives? I'd say this. A lot of people are thinking about what they want to do. And I think if we gave that just a quarter of a twist and say, who do you want to be? Tell mm. me about that guy. Tell me about that woman. So um, if you're 20, I would say, uh, tell me about that woman who's 30. Mm. If you're uh, 30 and you're a guy, tell me about that man who's 40. Tell me about, and then let who you want to be shape what you do. It's kind of like mm. backing uh, into it because I'm not heads up enough to know in real time everything going on around me but I got an idea of who I want to be who I want to be grandpa like mm. super easy <laughs> that's it I've wanted to be a grandpa since I was in the fourth grade <laughs> I got I just want to be a grandpa career goal I've lost a couple good jobs that way but that's the only thing I've ever wanted to be and so I've let that inform what I do you know mm. I found an awesome wife we made some people we encouraged <laughs> them to make people <laughs> now yeah. I'm a grandpa right so one of the things you can do is let your ambitions figure out what you want and then do that and that's what Jesus uh, talked to every single blind guy he met at the gate about he'd say what do you want right and so if you took a genuine interest in people and you say I don't know who's the woman you want to be Tell me about the guy you want to turn into. Mm -hmm. Then say like, so I don't know, what are a couple steps between here and there? And how can I help you in the way? In the uh, Benedictine tradition, they have a job. It's called being a porter. Okay. And uh, I think of a porter as like a Sherpa that carries my latte machine up Everest. But a yeah. porter does this. He goes down to the gate every morning mm -hmm. and greets people and says, how can I help you on your way? Mm -hmm. Isn't that beautiful? That's what your people are doing across the nation every day. Yeah. Say, how can I help you on your way? I'm taking a genuine interest in you. I know that the only thing that matters is my faith expressed in love. And, and I'm just going to love people. Hmm. And, and it's really interesting because um, a number of our speakers have talked about this whole concept around a person's identity and where their identity should be. And that's why I'm kind of hearing 
in terms of what you're talking about, like this perspective of, you know, you wanting to be a grandfather and, and, and what does that mean? And what kind of person do you have to be in order to be the person who's going to be a grandfather, which means you're going to be a model for other people, you know, another, a person that other people can look up to and it really can shape how your, your life is. And I think the other thing, too, which I think is really critical in our environment is this whole concept around hope. And I think that from what you're saying, I mean, when you get get someone that cast a vision of where they want to be, I think it really does give people hope, which I think is really critical for transformation in their lives. You yeah, know? you know why you're doing what you're doing. So, for instance, I write books, and uh, some people in the faith communities identify with them, but you'll never find a Bible verse in the book because I'm not writing uh, to a second-year seminary student. I'm writing to the guy at the tire store. Mm-hmm. I want somebody that feels far away, but I'm not trying to tell him what he ought to think. I'm trying to remind him of who he is. And so if you know why you're doing what you're doing, then you're golden. And so uh, Hebrews 11, 1, the, uh, this idea that faith is confidence in what you're hoping for, mm. assurance in what you haven't seen yet. That would be a great expression of what uh, uh, people that are here at this conference are going to return uh, home to do, to express their faith in love. They're confident in what they're open for, and they have assurance of what they haven't seen yet. Mm. And uh, that's why it's faith. Um, And so for me, when people ask the difficult questions, um, I find myself uh, just saying, how can I help you on your way? Hmm. Uh, Some of the best advice I've ever gotten was a hug. (laughs) Sometimes that's just what you need, just a hug. Well, it sounds like, you know, this notion around your concepts are are very important for our folks. And uh, I think they're going to be very, very encouraging for for our listeners and also for the folks you're going to talk to at the conference and so we're delighted to have this opportunity to chat with you and look forward to hearing you speak well thanks a million but i didn't come to teach anybody i came to learn and if we all like approach everywhere we show up say i'm coming to learn you got a phone in one hand and a pen in the other so when i'm talking to somebody i'm like give me something (laughs) i'm like looking for that and so if we're doing that with the people that are sitting across from us making some uh, really important decisions say i didn't come to teach i came to learn uh, there's something beautiful. They'll smell the aroma of Christ. They'll see Jesus. They'll find a person that knows the only thing that matters is faith expressed in love. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks so much, John. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed this episode of CareCast. For more Pro Abundant Life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. There you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro-life passion into pro-abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.